Now, they rebooted Star Wars once in the 90s and they're three of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Particularly one and two were just flat out awful and George Lucas was responsible for them. Uh, but they did a much better job this time around. Uh, they re, uh, What was the first one? The Force Awakens appeared. And even though I wasn't a massive fan of Daisy Ridley's performance in the Luke Skywalker role, it was a really good film. And it had um, strong motivations for characters, good story arcs. Uh, if there's, a, it was a, the, the only thing that I had a problem, other than a couple of the characters not being as good as the others, um, was the fact that, like the movie Creed, the Rocky reboot, it followed the first story so slavishly that I knew everything that was going to happen. And I kind of wish they'd taken some narrative turns that didn't sort of follow that first film so exactly. But I would probably give an 8 out of 10. Uh, and they, I loved what they did with Han Solo in it. They really used Harrison Ford's character very, very well, all the way up to his death. The pick of the bunch for me was Rogue One. And this was set before the very first Star Wars film back in the 70s, right up to the point where Leia says, help me, one, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only hope. And it was, uh, I thought, a really good, unusual film with... Um, it was based around sacrifice and, and what people were prepared to do to fight for the rebellion or fight for whatever they were fighting for. And it has it was dark and it was bleak and everyone died. Um, it, it was a really interesting film, I thought. Uh, the latest one, Star Wars The Last Jedi, takes off from where The Force Awakens, because everyone in, the ro- in Rogue One died. Um, this carries on from the first reboot, The Force Awakens, and it's The Last Jedi, directed by Rian Johnson. And um, the plot is minimal. Uh, it's basically one group, the, the rebels being chased by the, you know, the, uh, the Imperial starships. Really, that is the movie. Um, they chase them across space and sometimes these very limited story arcs can have a very interesting effect if you use other areas of the film that you wouldn't normally if, if you've got too much story going on you can make them into a very interesting epic voyage um, this time around there's the element of uh, Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill and also Carrie Fisher returns for her last film it came out I think only a week, a couple of weeks before she actually died in real life. Uh, she was in The Force Awakens and Mark Hamill just appeared right at the end and he's on an island and he's given up being Luke Skywalker and he lives as a hermit just waiting for death on this island. And uh, Daisy Ridley's character, Ray, who is nowhere near as clunky in this film as she was in the first, she even acknowledged that herself. Uh, I thought she was a really clumsy actress in that one. She's a lot better this time around and she heads off to try and find him and get trained by him and and find out what the story is. And I thought the high point of uh, The Force Awakens character-wise was the uh, character Kylo Ren, which was divisive, but I really liked him. Uh, And this time around he's conflicted because he has this very strong bond with uh, with, uh, Daisy Ridley's character, Rey. And they sort of telepathically communicate and she can see that he's... He's a, he's the Darth Vader of, of of this series, and is it Snork Snark? I can't remember what his name is now. But there's an Emperor figure as well, and he's the right hand man. But he's also really conflicted, uh, and he doesn't believe the Emperor is doing. Uh, is it Snope? I can't believe I've forgotten the name of it. But anyway, he's conflicted as to whether this guy is actually doing what's best for everyone. 
and they have that that's that could have been the most interesting part of this film and it nearly is it, it, it probably is motivation wise um them two having this tussle over his mortal soul uh, and how he reacts to it. it's quite interesting and it, and he does follow a decent story arc that bit um not massively strong there are many things wrong with this film when it came out it was one of these films like um black panther and wonder woman and justice league and so on, that had a lot of people going for it the fanboys just went for it and, and they went ballistic at it and a lot of the criticism seemed to stem from it being a slight change in the in the sort of franchise and the way it moved forward um and the fact that there were you know oh it's you know it's got ethnic minorities and women in positions of power so i laughed them all off but i have to agree it isn't very good um it looks stunning it's got some very beautiful sequences and colorations and particularly the color red and but there's a lot of ways it falls down there isn't much story it is literally them being chased for the whole movie with aside bits like her going to see luke skywalker on an island and stuff but mainly there's just being chased through space for the whole film and the other thing is i thought they did brilliant work with harrison ford's character story arc in the first film but they just didn't use carrie fisher or mark hamill anywhere near as well there not much really happened with the characters luke pops up at the end as you know he's gonna do and that bit was cool but the rest of it i don't know they did make changes to characters that were a little bit i don't know like luke skywalker's characters become a different person he was a very he was a sort of grumpy guy that just wanted nothing to do with the universe anymore and it was quite a big change but they don't make much use of his character not like they could do and carrie fisher as well she's almost a background character they don't give them these big story arcs you know what's going to happen with luke's character and it doesn't really happen that much but he arrives right at the end and it's not it's a nice sequence but it's 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 not enough Han Solo was like the driving character in that first film and and he did really well uh there's a lot of people in Oscar Isaac turns up again I really liked him in the first film this time around it feels like they're making him turn into a shouty version of Harrison Ford I liked him when he was a darker character in the first film where he was he first time you see him he ends up murdering someone on their own side so the person doesn't fall into enemy hands and he's quite a dark character but here he's just running around shouting all the time like he's he's they want him to be the the, the Harrison Ford character um I thought Carrie Fisher was acting quite well but not really used Mark Hamill is pretty decent when he's on screen but not really used I thought um all last year Laura Dern was killing it on TV in Handmaid's Tale and Twin Peaks winning awards left right and center for acting I found her performance here a bit clunky and I kept thinking she was Glenn Close and I didn't really warm to the character or the fact that these were the you know people that taken over events outside of that there's there's just I mean it's always good to see Anthony Andy Serkis in anything but he plays the new master character in this and they just don't develop the character at all he's just a non-entity and 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 when he passes it's it doesn't really mean anything and you think well that happened quite easily didn't it so nothing seems to matter in this film that much it just seems to exist and it's got a lot of critical acclaim and i am struggling to understand why 
I don't think it deserves it for anything other than visual effects. Nothing, I don't think, really stands out for me as being particularly good about it. Um, the other two had very strong story arcs, even if the first crib from the, the very first Star Wars movie, they were still very potent. And the characters themselves had strong motivations, but everything's sort of back burner here. And I can see why a lot of... Maybe I don't agree with all the fanboys' criticisms of shoehorning ethnics and women into the roles. I don't care about that. But I do think that it's a, a weekly written film with not much narrative. I mean, they do chase them the whole movie and it's like they're escaping from them again at the end of the movie and you're kind of like, what did any of that mean? It's, it, it's a movie that sort of ends in exactly the same place as it started. I don't think there's a lot of progression to the Star Wars franchise here. I, if I was to give, I think I said 8 out of 10 for the first one, 8.5 out of 10 for the second one, I'd give this one a 6 out of 10. I do think it's the weakest Star Wars... I saw a review that said it's the strongest Star Wars film since The Empire Strikes Back. No, it's the weakest Star Wars film outside of that middle trilogy, including Return of the Jedi, which was a slightly better film than this one. So that's really sad that um, they've been praised for taking some choices, but why not give us a story and why not use Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill? And even when it's got a pointed story, which is between Rey and Kylo Ren, even that feels a little bit low stakes. I mean, the way the master's dispatched and the way that he sort of comes into power and everything, it's just all a bit low rent and you just think nothing seems to matter that much. So sadly, the Star Wars The Last Jedi, I think, is a misfire for me. Six out of ten. This is uh, Mogwai, recent, another recent visit to Sydney from last year's excellent Every Crank.